All right. Well, we're here and uh, we're doing our first test run on uh, review in the car. Uh, welcome to a special, uh, shorter. Most of you are probably happy about that version of uh, Upchuck Theater. Uh, I'm Aaron Krager. I'm Dustin Hummel. And uh, we're on the way back to Buffalo from Cleveland, where uh, we spent the uh, the night at an Airbnb, and uh, we saw Silence the Musical, the uh, parody of Silence of the Lambs uh, at Black Canvas Theater. Give them a little bit of a plug. It's a pretty good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah, overall, like, really good, fun. Um, you know, Chilton bothered me. I couldn't. Yeah, I, he I just. Tell you were visibly. He upset. just was. Uh, but uh, what was it about him? Because I thought it, like he did kind of a a spot on vocal characterization of Anthony Hill. Well, the but the, it was the game. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, no, no. It was he. He 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 jaunted around the stage in a really annoying way. Yeah. And, you know, musical theater is different from straight theater, you know, yes. from drama, from drama or even, you know, just comedy. Uh, musicals are different in the sense that the acting is different. You know, the acting is, even in the uh, serious moments or, you know, the where it's just kind of being done without music, it's more presentational. You know, musical theater is more of a presentation. Right. Okay? That's And that's fine. I, I don't... I have no problem with that. But when you walk on stage every time trying too hard to make people laugh... Yeah. And always coming in like you already know the joke... Right, no. right. You know, at one point he walked out on stage and his smile was so big it was just yeah. overwrought with everybody else. Exactly. And he just, he just really aggravated me. And there... And then, paper airplane scene when he uh, came out and uh, he was like uh, breaking the fourth wall and yeah. saying I have to do this or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm sure that was a yeah, real funny choice yeah Fuck. anyways so uh, but overall if you're in the Cleveland area or you're like us and you're not too far away and you want to catch something over the next yeah. couple weekends check uh, Blank Canvas I don't know how long it's going to run I think it's November 15th okay. two more weekends something like that cool. Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday it's like 18 bucks for tickets totally worth it totally. so we decided to uh, as we do we bookended our night and then also in the morning uh, we watched a couple films and uh I'm really disappointed that we didn't watch one of them with Rob, um, yeah. because that. Well, maybe we'll just do it again, anyways. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that one deserves a whole episode to itself. Um, but we watched uh, we watched Nicholas Winding Refn's The Neon Demon. Um, now, uh, of course, Refn's come to prominence in the past half a dozen years or so. Uh, by being, uh, you know, kind of an auteur and, and you know, really kind of doing his own thing. I mean, I, I respect respect the hell out of him, honestly. Uh, of course, he did Drive. Right. Uh, he did Only God Forgives. Uh, he really kind of came around doing the Pusher trilogy right. over in, uh, in Sweden or Denmark or wherever it is that, you know, he's from. Right. Um, and those are really good films, you know, 96, 98, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, he really, really broke in here with Drive, with Ryan Gosling, Christian Hendricks, stuff like that. Uh, and I think Drive is pretty much, you know, universally acclaimed. Yep. And I, I find it hard-pressed to think that, you know, people don't really like that movie. It's just good. It's well done. The, the soundtrack's great. The cinematography's great. The story's great. It's an interesting book uh, written by James Salas. Okay. It's not too long. It's, it's 180 pages, something like that. Uh, I read it last year. Uh, totally worth it. Really interesting. Different. A little right. bit different. 
But uh, that catapulted Ryan Gosling into like a new kind of yeah, new stra- yeah, superstar, I guess yeah, you'd say. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he was already working all the time and, and doing good stuff. Um, I think the best thing I had seen him in before that was probably Fracture. Yeah, with uh, with Anthony yeah. Hopkins, right? That, that's, that's a good, a good movie. movie. It's a really good movie. And as much as it pains me to say it, uh, a Sandra Bullock movie, a Murder by Numbers. Remember that one, Phil? Yeah, that was. That right. was actually pretty good. Uh, um, you Half know, Nelson was that before? Or I didn't see Half Nelson. Yeah, that's where he's the the drug addict, yeah, right? He's the, a yeah, okay. But so he's done a lot, and he's he's done things, you know, as indies, as kind of bigger ones. He, he purposely has given himself, you know, a wide range, and I I, I really applaud that and. He's on the new Blade Runner movie, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, the the director uh, is uh, Dennis Villanueva. Oh, really? Who did Sicario? Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to see it good. just on that's that. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, so we watched uh, the Neon Demon, and you know, so Reffin did Drive, and that really propelled him. And then he did Only God Forgives uh, a couple years after that, or not a year ago, a year after, or two years, something like that. Also with Ryan Gosling. Also with Ryan Gosling. Uh, I'm a big fan of Only God Forgives as well. Dustin, not so much. No, no. Um, and, 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 you know, and that's all right. I mean, I think his movies... I think they split you down the middle. Well, I think apart from Drive. I think, you know, I think yeah, apart from Drive, I would yeah, say. I, I uh, you know, Only God Forgives... Uh, wasn't polarizing, I guess, as the Neon Demon is, but it was, you know, you either really liked it or you, or you, or you didn't. Right. Uh, I, I really liked it. I, I thought the... I thought the motifs were good, and I think they worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that uh, it's his mother in Only God Forgives. Oh, um, uh, I can't think of her name yeah, me off the top, but she's so she's really good. I mean, yeah. she 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 makes the good movie actress. in some ways, yeah, yeah. and uh, with the idea that you know the inspector is God. And all that kind of thing, and there's always the the stuff with the hands, and yep. you know, there's a lot of interesting motifs there. It's beautifully shot. I mean, his obsession with color uh, is really—that's what really drives his movies for me in a lot of ways. So drove this movie. Uh, well, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's very reminiscent of uh, *Le Circle Rouge* by uh, Jean-Pierre Melville, one of my favorite directors um, from like 1975. It's basically a low, uh, low-tech version of Heat. Yeah. You know, I, I, if you watch Michael Mann's Heat and then you watch Le Circle Rouge, I don't see how he didn't see that movie and was at least partially inspired. And Reffin kind of does those same things. He just does these incredible, incredible shots with light fixture, you know, in, in different colors and different shades. And, you know, he's not afraid of a long shot and he's not afraid of a wide shot. And I appreciate that. That's That appeals to my style, too. So I, I'm typically a big champion of him. Right. And so, you know, we were kind of just browsing through some some newer releases. And, um, you know, I said, you know, the Neon Demon kind of passed by. And I said to Dustin, I said, oh, the Neon Demon, that's Reffins. I, I, I really wanted to watch that. It was in Buffalo for a week, maybe. And I and we missed it. I missed it, at least. And, uh, Thank God. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well anyways, so. <laughs> we, I would have been mad if I spent money on that. Well, I, you know. We didn't get to bed till one in the morning. Yeah, so, that's I mean, true. I spent so, um, more time than I you know, so we we started watching it, and so basically, what it is, it's this whole kind of commentary, or at least it's representational of uh, you know the fashion industry and modeling, and how, in the end, to be successful, you know, these women are sacrificing not only their integrity but their souls yeah. you know and there's this whole idea of you know like a vampiric 
almost sensibility in that they're they'll do anything to um, you know get ahead. Right. And of course, you know anything within the entertainment industry, acting, writing, directing, certainly in fashion modeling, where the shelf life is so short. Yeah. You know, and, and those and those people are they subject themselves sure. a lot of them to so much you know nonsense. you know nonsense and and scrutiny. Um, so that's all, you know, that's interesting. That's an interesting premise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so Ellie Fanning, or Elle Fanning, Elle, Ellie, Elle, 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 whatever. Doesn't matter. You know, Palindrome. little sister. Yeah, another palindrome name. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she plays this girl who's underage. She's 16. Yeah. Um, nobody really knows that, although she ends up telling, like, four people. Um, right. But she's she's it's gone. Point to say 19 to everybody. Well, well, because her agent, Christina yeah. Hendricks, says always 19. 18 is too close. Always 19. So, you know, we open and she's, you know, getting these photographs taken by Dean, who, uh, you know, is shooting these images of her dead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like... Yeah, you know, like like a mannequin and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and then she meets Jenna Malone's character, uh, Ruby. Ruby, right? And Elle Fanning is uh, Jesse, uh, right? And she's she's a makeup artist. Yeah, she's a makeup artist, and there's no real reason why she's there. She just shows up. There's no intimation that she was working there or whatever. And it was this low-profile photo shoot that this guy did. But anyways, she takes an interest in her, and uh, she take you know starts cleaning her up with all this blood. And immediately there is a little bit of uh, tension there. Uh, Jenna Malone looks stunning in this movie, and I, I actually, I would say the save. There's two saving graces in the movie in any capacity besides the way it looks. And I thought Jenna Malone actually was was decent. I thought for what she had to work with, I thought she was okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she invites uh, Jesse to this party, and there they meet two other uh, models, Gigi and Sarah who are kind of two of the supporting characters throughout and uh, they kind of mess with her one of them is actually a model like probably early, yeah, yeah the Desmond one Harrington yeah one of them yeah I mean they, yeah. they both have that kind of statuesque very slender yeah you know delicate kind of features um, and so they're in the bathroom and you know they're they're kind of poking at Jesse and they're nice at first. And then it turns very vicious, or kind of vicious anyways, right away. Um, uh, you know, and then it always comes down to who are you fucking. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she at this point is still really uh, naive, I guess is the right word. Yeah. But also, um, she really is still trying to be genuine with people, nice to people. Yeah, yeah. And they're not into that. So then we see this dude staring at her <laughs> from afar. Yeah. And then she gets signed to the agency. And then Ruby gets her to do a test shoot with Jack. And Jack is a photographer, and he's the guy from the party staring at her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he sends everybody else away, and she, he makes her get naked. And, you know, you're, you're questioning what's going to happen there. Right. But then it's all purely artistic. I mean, he, he yeah. kind of douses her in body paint, and he does all this stuff. Shoots and, her very well. Yeah, and she's all about it. And, you know, he said if they look good, he'll do an editorial. And Ruby has waited for her and says, no, nah, you don't want to trust him. You shouldn't be alone with him. But uh, then right. she walked out. Yeah, so, right. you know. And then she gives Jesse her number and says, call me. Anything, anytime, day or night, this, that, and the other. So, you know, there's always... Uh, 
there's like a predatory thing that's being established over yeah. and over and over again. And, uh, you know, possession, predatory, even with Christina Hendricks as the, the model, you know, the agent, you know, and she, I guess, is as kindly as anybody's going to get, but she's warning her, basically, of everybody. Yeah, exactly. And she's okay. living in a motel. Yeah, seedy, seedy, seedy motel with, uh, with, with bearded Keanu Reeves, um, you know, and he's a total creeper. Yep. You know, it's this flea bag, dirt bag motel. Right. Um, and then uh, she meets Dean, right? She meets Dean, Dean again, the yeah. photographer, and he's like, oh, hey, did, uh, you know, did, did he say anything about my pictures? And, you know, again, because she's a genuine person, you know, she's trying to hide her, hide her, his, you know, what would be his disappointment. Yeah, right. And she says, no, 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 it didn't really, you know, it just didn't come up, you know, because they were called very amateur and this yeah. and that. So, you know, she doesn't want to hurt him. So they spend this time uh, out, you know, above L.A. or whatever it is, and I love that fake moon that was in yeah. the corner. Yeah, that was um, nice. You know, and, you know, she confesses to him that she's 16, and he's a little weird about it, and then she's like, no, 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 stay, and then, you know, so he's a, he's a genuinely nice guy, it yeah. seems at least, and so he takes her home, and he tries to kiss her, and she, she kind of pushes that away, yeah. um, but then... They shake hands. Yeah, they, yeah, and yeah. then... He runs after her. What does he say to her? Oh, something about the moon because she said something about the right, moon right. from her childhood, and because her parents, it's implied that they're dead, that she has nobody, yeah, and know. and we don't know, you know, and that's okay, uh, you know, it's an interesting mystery as to what happened, and then she's just there, right? Um, and then she says, "Do you want to go out again?" And he's all about it, and he's happy, right? So then. But before she goes into her hotel, this is where the uh, she sees it disrupted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she opens the door or whatever, right? And then she sees something. she sees something, and uh, she runs down to Keanu's office, and you know he's like, "What are you high?" You know, yeah, he just right, thinks right. she's just being. You know, this dude that's like security, Mickey or, or yeah, Marky, I don't know, whatever, that, whatever it is, you know, yeah. one of those sinewy, yeah. you know, ruffian types. Right. With the and then they break the door open, and the the you know, like the patio door, or whatever, is open, and he's like, "You're paying for this, this and that." And then like this leopard or cheetah or whatever it is, cougar, cougar right? Yeah, yeah, or a mountain lion, mountain yeah. lion, a mountain lion. It just kind of jumps back into the room. He's on the bed and growling, and they're all like, oh, yeah, you're and paying for this. So I, <laughs> so at this point, I'm wondering, you know, what's going on? Because I'm saying to myself, again, so there's predatory yeah, things yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, with her at this point, there's, she's kind of put in different lighting a little bit yeah, like yeah. uh with Jenna Malone there you mentioned that with yeah the, like the Halo? A, yeah after well after she comes out of the uh the out of the photo shoot with Jack you know she's face you know she the sun is behind her yes and Refn has really washed her out in like this really white kind of light yeah. and there's a little bit of like a halo almost over her and then the same kind of streaks are there with Jenna Malone but it's not it, it's not the same. That might right. just be coincidental. Right. But regardless of that, she's definitely, you know, she's very fair. You know, her skin is very fair. Her hair is very fair. Um, she has a gorgeous profile. You know, she, you know, she, she's, a, she's a pretty girl. And, uh, you know, but there's definitely an attempt there. And then it's like a whole Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. And apparently Suspiria was one of the uh, Inspiration. inspirations because a lot of times you'll notice her... You know, some of her dresses or some of her attire is very 
I guess overwrought's not the right word, but that kind of like Alice in Wonderland kind yeah, of idea. Jelly. Yeah, and the music also oh, in a lot of spots is very like almost uh, like from a Jack in the Box, you know. Yeah, I, I kept thinking like lullaby, you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. Well, it's it's a it's a dichotomy, right? It's got that fairy tale in some spots, and yeah. then it's like this driving, pulsing electronica and all. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And there's like a lot of triangles, and there's like weird stuff, and I don't know. Yeah. So then she goes for a shoot and Sarah is there and Sarah's been around for a little bit and the only other character in this besides Jenna Malone's that really interested me at all is the director there the fashion yes, guy yes and what's his name I, we have his I don't remember it, uh, it, it it eludes me and we're on the road so that's okay yeah. um <laughs> But uh, his real name is like Alessandro Neville or Naval, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. And I've seen him yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, so he doesn't even look at Sarah. Right. And then uh, you know, Jesse's brought before him, and he's, he's enamored. And at one point, he even licks his lip. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, and you know, one of Reffin's things is that there's two things with Reffin that I, I've noticed I think consistently is that I think he is a great lover of women. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't. I there's nothing wrong with that. Appreciating it, right. but he borders it on the creepy. Yeah. Um, and that ties into his fixation on really long shots and, and like really length of shot. And well, again, the whole, movie, the right. whole movie was for Liv, his wife. All right, right, <laughs> right. So. Well, he said that he wanted to make a female-driven story yeah. after doing Drive and Only God Forgives. Again, right. that's great. I, I that's fine. I have no problem it. with that. Yeah. What I do have a problem with is an hour and 45-minute movie that should have been a 70-minute movie. Right. Um, and it's all because there's just pacing. It's just... So slow. I mean... It's... <laughs> So slow. I mean, there are people that are... They take five seconds between sentences. And it, there's no real reason for it. And I think his lack of talent comes in his storytelling. Yeah. You know, I, I, he, can, go, yeah. he can frame a shot. He's extremely creative with unique yeah. ideas. He's not averse to, um, you know, shocking situations. But I think... I don't think he's the best writer. No. And I think that his storytelling, I think his story angles, he doesn't really think about it. I don't think he really cares that much. No, I don't think he does. Um, so that, and that's evident in this in this piece. So she gets, uh, she gets into this gig, and Sarah doesn't. Of course, Sarah's distraught, and then Sarah is, like, slamming things. Right? It, it is Sarah, she, right? It's yeah, not Gigi, right? I, I, no, it's Sarah. It's Sarah. It's Sarah. I think it's Sarah, and she breaks a mirror. She breaks a mirror, and it shatters all over the place. So right. then Jesse hears this, and then, like, an idiot just runs to the door. Yeah, yeah. You go, but again, I mean, she's naive. You know, she's, right, right. she's only 16. And she's still trying to be fragile and, right. without helping people. Right, and so, you know, she tries to comfort Sarah, and Sarah's like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And then she ends up stabbing herself yes. in the hand, like shard she backs up or whatever, a shard of glass stuck in, stuck in, uh, stuck on the, wait, as we pass roadkill, uh, stuck in uh, her, her hand, and Sarah goes, no, 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 don't touch it, don't touch it, and then she starts to, like, suck it dry. Yeah, she's she sucking to, it dry, she's, like, munching. Yeah, so... We're getting an inclination of something there. Yeah, so then do. Dean comes back, and she's hiding from the motel manager, and he comes back, and he cleans the wound. He pays off, like, whatever debt, you know, she's owed yeah, to yeah. Keanu, like, 140 bucks. And, uh... Right. 
makes it a point of being making it on oh, yeah. like, well because that's what he has on him. And sold <laughs> and then uh, and then what um, well then well, then, uh, then they then then they go to that meeting right or they go to the uh, to the restaurant yeah is that before or after the um, the fantasy sequence where Keanu comes in that's before, before? Yeah. yeah okay because that happens after okay so they go to the restaurant and now she's all done up you know yeah. she's done up in a far more adult way um, the innocence is gone heavy makeup still with Dean still with Dean but you know heavy makeup definitely a more alluring outfit I guess you would call it yeah. um, and so the the fashion guy is talking with Gigi and Sarah with Gigi no, and somebody else oh, was right? it somebody is else? it Sarah I, no, I it think it's both. Sarah no 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 it's somebody else okay and so you know and she has had all this work done and she's proud of it and that's a thing too like what is beauty what makes right, something right. beautiful and you know the other two models are consistently talking about having work done and how they're not going to eat anything and how they just want to hear the you know waitresses rattle off specials because they work so hard and it's all just fake it's all just fake it's all in the moment it's all just fake so then um you know the the fashion guy. He asks Dean what he thinks of. I think it's Sarah, and you know he says, "What do you think of her?" And you know Dean goes, "She's she's all right." Oh man! Hey. Wow. Goes, you know, she's all right. Yeah, she's fine. And he goes, "Exactly, she's fine. She's uh-huh. all right." And uh, and of course they're sitting at a different table because she said, oh, "I don't think there's room there's for, for, room for two, two, two more." Yeah. yeah. So then. Uh, the fashion guy says to Dean, "If you know Jesse wasn't beautiful, you wouldn't be here." And he goes, "I don't think so at all." He goes, "I think it's more about what's on the inside." Yeah. So they kind of get back into it. Yeah. Dean gets uncomfortable, says to Jesse, "Let's leave." Yeah. I want to go. She goes, "Then go." And yeah, all of a right. sudden, she's had just this this shift. Yeah. And you know, to this point, um, you know, every you know, she's being inundated with how amazing she is. But it just kind of turned so quick. Yeah. You know? She just went really cold. Real so then he waits for her at her motel room. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in. What are you doing here? Go away. You know? Yeah. Real then cold. she does. She passes on the bed. We see this nonsense shot of her laying down and, like, wiggling, wiggling her, her big toe. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this dream sequence with Keanu... Uh, coming in and shoving a knife down her throat and telling her to wider, 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 yeah. i.e. take it, take it, take it, you know, you're, you're selling, you know, whoring, 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 I, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty blunt. And then she wakes up on the floor and someone is trying to get into her apartment. Mm-hmm. We she, don't know who. We don't know who. She locks the door. But then we hear uh, the 13-year-old uh, hard candy... Hard candy. As Keanu's character has stated, that's some hard candy shit next door. Yeah, Lolita. Because he invited Dean to try her out because uh, Jesse was being a cold fish. Really? Okay. Yeah, so. But then we hear her door opened and someone is violating her in some capacity. We don't know what. We don't know if somebody's just beating her, if somebody's doing other things to her. Right. Uh, But that happens. And then it's like another piece of her soul is gone. She calls up Ruby, comes to Ruby's house... But it's not really her house, and then she's she, house sitting. It's clearly she's being a little, you know, duplicitous. Right. 
and we've seen a couple shots now at this point of Ruby working on corpses in the yeah. morgue, doing her makeup job on corpses. And and what what I find fascinating about that relationship is from the beginning the sexual tension is just so palpable yeah. between the two. Of them. Yeah, while well, she's making it. Yeah, I, I mean, and and that's something that the movie actually does in an okay way is yeah. that. Um, Again, I mean, I think Jenna Malone's performance is one of the things that's, that, okay. that's good. Um, and her attraction, you know, she understates it for a little bit, but it's evident. And it, it's it's tactfully aggressive, I guess you would say. Yeah. And, you know, Jesse's naivety is also very palpable. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, so she's cleaned up and she's showered and they're both kind of in, like, you know, little you know, nighties or whatever. And so Ruby starts to make a play and like brushing her hair, and then she basically just says, "All right, let's let's let's, do this. let's go do this." And uh, Jesse admits that she's a virgin; she's never been with anybody, yeah. and that kind of turns Ruby on even more. Yeah. And then she gets rebuffed roundly, and then off the bed. Uh, and then yeah. she um, she draws like one of those like emo dead faces on the mirror and lipstick yeah. and lipstick plays an important part in this movie too there's like different colors like what would your color be it's either food or sex yeah. like all this kind of thing and then it, yeah. so then she goes off to the morgue and she's you know there's this dead girl there who couldn't control her breathing at all <laughs> and uh, yeah. she takes her completely naked you know she removes the sheet and she starts looking at this you know, female who has the you know the the chest sutures in from obviously the autopsy or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, you know she's she's naked. Yep. Or you know she's very naked. Very naked. And at the same time, uh, Jesse is kind of going through the house and again more fairy tale stuff. Yep. She puts on this one dress. There's a image in the background of like a baby. On the wall, uh, and the fairy tale esque music is again prevalent. And then, as she's kind of going through this house, and I guess transforming into just the utter bitch that she becomes, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, no, no, I, right? I, I go with that. Jesse is, starts to um, do the corpse. Yeah, you know well, I mean? not, not Jesse, but Ruby. Oh, I'm sorry, right, right, Ruby. Ruby just like starts she mounts her tongue, it. Yeah, man. she mounts the corpse and she's making out yeah, with it yeah, and fondling it. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's and she's obviously like close to completion. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole time she's fantasizing about um, Jesse, like on a couch, like yeah, you know, touching yeah, herself. Yeah. And yeah, it's so oh man. So it's a little. It's like oh okay okay. So then later they're we're back at the house and. Jessie is just kind of walking around in this daze in this dress and then she's on the diving board yeah and Ruby comes back what are you doing and she's just all about like how everyone wants to be me and I'm amazing and this is the the beginning of everything for me and me 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 yeah and then she just kind of like tells Ruby to fuck off I guess Kind of, yeah. yeah it's I mean, weird. It's another brush you know, off. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Gigi and Sarah are just in the house, yeah, and they're care. all going after her, and yeah. they have like knives, nice. and she gets chased, and she gets like wounded, and then she's limping, and the the other girls are just determined to you know to just like you know Caesar her, I guess. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. So then she walks outside, and she's cornered from all angles, and then Ruby, and what does she say? 
Ah. Didn't she say something else? Or Ruby says something I don't remember. Something stupid. Yeah, and then Ruby pushes her. Oh, yeah, pool. Ruby just pushes her right into the pool, and, and she's, she's just, like, bleeding out, yeah. and just, like, the twitching, and, you know, and then they... We see a POV shot from uh, Jesse where they're all three of them are cornering her on Right, her. Uh, right. And she's, fading. like, twitching and fading yeah. away. And then we see... Um, you know, like, what is it, like, Prison Diaries Volume 2 or yeah. whatever. Um, Gigi and Sarah are showering together, yeah. you know, they've Scrubbing been, over. you know, and, and uh, Ruby is in a bathtub, yep. just coated in blood, yep. and just staring at Sarah and Gigi just rinsing each other off. Yeah, yeah. Then we see Jenna Malone outside, like, the next day, topless, just topless, oh, yeah, topless, with all these weird tats on her, Yeah, just like watering the garden, uh-huh. but topless. Yeah. We had to... Yeah. And then it. at that point, you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And I said, yep, I, I've lost. Yeah, so, so then... Um, well, then we're at another shoot. Right, right. then we're at the other shoot, and uh, Gigi is there, but then what about Jenna Malone at night, too, in front of the moon? Yeah. Geyser and like, yeah, so... Didn't get that. Well, basically, the final shots of the film, Jenna Malone is in a room in this house, I guess. And I would imagine that they've killed whoever actually owned it. Yeah, And And, of course, again, nobody's worried about property taxes. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. And under the moon, she's naked, and she starts, like, writhing, and she, like, spreads open, and this just, like gush of blood comes yeah. out of her that's just leaking everywhere obviously some kind of ritual or completion or this or that right, right. and then we're at a shoot like the next day uh, Gigi and Sarah are driving Gigi is in the shoot there's this other girl in the shoot Sarah isn't working Okay. and the other girl is talking about uh, her friend has to quit yeah Right, yeah, like give right. it up. Yeah. It's you know once you hit twenty one, you're right. done, and this and that. And she says something that Sarah really like vehemently disagrees with. And the girl is like, hey, "What did you do?" You know, and she goes, "I I ate her." You know, in relation to like competition or something like that. Yeah. And Gigi is horrified. Right. So Sarah is just staring out the window, watching as they're outside now by the pool. Sure. And Jack, the photographer from earlier, sees her, stops from like fifty feet away, and just stares. Yeah. Just like he did. Yeah. With uh, with, with Jesse at the party. Yeah. Right. And he runs up to the window and he says, "Do I know you?" And she says, "No." And what are you doing here? I came with uh, my friend, just you know, waiting for her to finish. Yeah. Well, I have to use you. Would you mind if I used you in the shoot? No. Fires the other girl, says, all right, thank you. So then they're both there, all done up, ready to get the shoot going. And Gigi starts feeling ill. Yep. And uh, she runs off into this room. And, you know, she just keeps heaving and dry heaving and dry heaving and dry heaving. And then... That's what I was doing. Well, yes. And And then Sarah... Sarah, yeah. Sarah just... Like, follows her in. Follows her in. And then, um... Gigi coughs up an eyeball. Yeah. Yeah, just... And then she goes, I have to get her out of me, and she guts herself. She commits sepulchral, yeah, basically. Good. That scene was great. I mean, it was that, solid. That was that's a, you know, That's a classic Refn, just, like, shocker. Like, oh, okay. Oh, and then she's just dead. Yep. And Sarah... The picks the eyeball up and just swallows it and carries on with her business. Right. And that's it. Yeah. 
uh, and this was done for Liv. Um, so, I mean... The end credit song was kind of cool. Though. Yeah, the end credit song was fine. Um, beautifully shot. You know, the, the scene that sticks out to me the most is the shot on the stairs when Dean is waiting for Jesse to come back at the motel. That, like, real, like, almost kind of foggy, grainy... Yeah. It was really great. That, that was, was really well done. I mean, Refn shoots things beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't argue that. I mean, if you're a if you're a cinematographer file, I guess if you want to call it yes, that. There you go. You know, if you love good, you know, if you love good scenery, if you love really good cinematography. Oh yeah, that was. You know, you, you can't go wrong with visual Refn. feast. Um, you know, but it's 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 as as you know as shallow as you know most would say the modeling business is. Well, yeah, and, and I, you know, the whole idea of consuming someone and taking on their qualities, which right. is how we have to take it, right at the end. With, well, yeah, uh, with well, it, Jack. it's what are you willing to do? Yeah, you know, and Gigi wasn't really willing to go all the way, and Sarah is, and right. then that's how it goes, and she just walks off. She right. just doesn't care um, that her best friend has killed herself in yeah. front of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I get where he's going, sort of, but then there are things that are unexplained, like the mountain lion. The mountain now lion I, is completely now, Well, now, I thought, because in the uh, in the see, house... We see callbacks to, like, leopards and shit like that. And, um, I get it. Like, yeah. like you said, predatory. Predatory, this, this I, guess. Predatory and I guess. And I guess the whole idea there is maybe that... You know, she's so naive that she's being preyed upon. Right. Whether it's by the photographer getting her naked, even though he doesn't do anything inappropriate. Right, right. Whether it's Jenna Malone kind of getting creepy with her. Whether it's the other two girls and just their, you know, their hatred of the new young thing. Sure. Um, you know, I guess that's it. And no, the idea I, that her naivete, uh, even if it's just leaving your sliding glass door open so that a wild cat uh, can get in. Right. I get that. But I then you it. see the cheetah in the house and I thought that there was something that was going to connect it Um, you know the score is done by Cliff Martinez who is one of the best composers of all time in my opinion Uh, he did Drive um, he did uh, Solaris Solaris? he did Solaris with George Clooney which is one of the most underrated movies of the past 20 years in my opinion I think Solaris is great um this one didn't quite do it for me. No. Not quite. This one didn't do a damn thing for It just me. didn't do it for me. You know, again, they were going back to, like, the 70s and the 80s and, like, that whole Suspiria thing. Didn't quite hit it for me. No, and, you know, I mean, I was so... I was so upset at the end of it that, like, I was tired. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really tired. Yeah, yeah. I... I stayed up for the next hour just combing IMDb <laughs> because I wanted to make sense of what I had just watched. And this is one of those movies where people that just love it, they 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 they, defend they just defend it vehemently, whether or not you know the arguments against it are reasonable, aggressive, nonsensical, or anything in between. Yeah. And uh, you know, reading some of those reviews as you did this morning, I oh, mean. Man. The negative ones were pretty logical, and the the positive ones are just you know I mean as any you know as any fanboy is going to do for something you know, Um, but I think it's hard to just defend the the lack of depth in this movie. Um, That's what it is. You know I mean the the story 
there's a kernel of interesting stuff there. Yeah. But it doesn't really get fleshed out. Well, you it's know, like it's, you said, you know, if if the actual script was timed of dialogue, it would have been around the hour oh, 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It easily... There's easily an extra 20... 20, 30 minutes of movie because Refn, I I mean, I feel he's so in love with what he does now every shot has to be kept 100%, like you couldn't make any judicious cuts cuts. things just go on in slow motion, slow motion, slow motion and it's just goofy to me that just didn't work, and this one competed for the Palme d'Or as did Drive, as did Only God Forgives okay this one was 50-50 split between derisive booze and standing ovation at the premiere. Yeah. So, um, I mean, overall, I can't knock it 100% because he definitely brings a visual flair. I get what he's going after. Um, one or two of the performances are good. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, well, no, you know. I'm fine. I'm fine with artsy films. Oh, I yeah, sure. I, I, that doesn't bother me. But if you're going to do something like that, and you're going to be so obscure with your, your motifs and your symbolism throughout the whole thing, give us some more fucking clues. Yeah. I, well, or well, give us some telling dialogue that's not just going to make yeah. us guess. I mean, I think that this one, definitely, even maybe more than only God Forgives... The motifs are too shrouded. Yeah. You know. Now that being said, ingesting it <laughs> as I have over the past fifteen or sixteen hours, yeah. sleeping on it, whatever. Yeah. It is a little clearer to me now that we're talking about it. Oh, a few yeah. things are a little clearer. Oh, no, totally. And I give him credit for that. In you know, the end, you know. I would. Okay. Like I'll go back on what I said last night. I would watch it again, but the second time I would watch it, it would have to be with. Redfit's commentary if he does it. Oh yeah, I'd be I, curious for that. I sure. Would, yeah, I would yeah. watch it again yeah. just to see what the hell was going through. Yeah, his what head. he thought, what yeah, he said. Yeah. That would be yeah, yeah. I, I could I could dig that. So um so final verdict here. Out of five oh. on the vomitous scale. Well, you know, I mean, because we've we've just done such shit. <laughs> and that we've seen just shit that that actually had quote unquote plot. And, and whatnot. Not alone in the dark. Right. Uh, oh no, not alone. Oh, in the I'm dark. giving it away. Oh god. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> to be to be listened to soon. Shortly, Chuck, somewhere down the road. Um. So yeah, I I gotta go with a four on it. Really? Okay. I, I, I'm gonna give it a four. So you? No, I can't say that either because then that's gonna give it away. I mean, okay. here's here's the problem <laughs> with you and me just talking about it right now. I'm almost tempted to go down to a three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because. I now I, I get a little bit more of a respect for it. I, I think the movie itself is abysmal, so that's why I'm going to say. Yeah, that. well, the yeah. plot the plot is. I mean, the, it doesn't the, appeal to me. Modeling doesn't appeal to well, me. Well, I get so that. That's why I get that. I don't like. It. I, I would argue though that that's kind of the point too. I mean, he's he's making a statement. He's using the fashion world yeah. to make a statement on vapidness and insecurity and you know cutthroat whatever. I mean, there's right. a lot of different ways you could go with it. Right. I'm going to give it a three. Um, I again, I, I'm, I'm I have no problem admitting I'm a fan of his work in general. Um, the story structure isn't great. The script is poor. You know, the script is poor. Um, Cliff Martinez doesn't hit all the notes for me on this one sure. with his soundtrack. 
which I think is the first time I can ever say that about him. And it's not even that it's bad. It just doesn't quite work. Um, The movie could have been 20 minutes shorter with just some judicious editing. And not even necessarily having to cut any specific scenes. Just actually having things pace a little bit more. Right. Because that was my big thing. The last 15 minutes, I'm like, mother of God, this is still going on. (laughs) And it's like, why why is, you know, like when she's making out with herself, we didn't talk about this. When she's making out with herself at that big fashion show, she gets picked for it, and then she gets picked to close the show, right. and then we see those weird inverted triangles. And that's the that's the beginning of the transformation. Yeah, that's, well, because that's she sees that. herself in the mirror and she starts making out with herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so, but see, that, you can, if you're paying attention, you go, okay, I get that. Yeah, I get it. You know, uh, but like, it could have been shorter. He didn't oh, even, yeah. he didn't have to change anything. No. He could have even done it, like, in the slow motion, but instead of that whole sequence taking three or four minutes, you yeah. could have done it in a minute and a half. You could have done it. It yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't have missed anything. I was upset she didn't slip herself the tongue. Well, she started, like, making out with, I mean, she's making out with herself, like, in the glass, but it's, that's the beginning of it, you know, and and so, so, I gotta give it a three, it looks great, I respect Um, it, it looks great, Jenna Malone was very good, I I wish I, I can't remember the character's name, but the fashion uh, guy, the fashion guy that casts her in that, he was really good, the the restaurant scene is very, restaurant uh, scene's, well, it's very, it's very biting, it's very specific, and I really like that, you know, overall, Yeah, I think that restaurant scene, like you said, is probably the whole movie defined in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the the log line, you know, watch the restaurant scene. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to give it a three, and Dustin is with three and a half? You Uh, say three and a half? I'm sticking with my four. And and I know Rob would be hitting a five on this one. Well, we may have to watch this one again. (laughs) Rob Rob would hate this one. We may have to watch this one again, and we won't have to do a whole thing on it. Yeah. Because this is 40 minutes long already, so... Um, but yeah, okay, so that's that, and then we saw, uh, before we took off, heading back home, we watched, uh, Lights, Lights Out, Out. Uh, another one directed by, what, or uh, not directed, uh, but produced by James Wan. Yeah, produced by James Wan. Uh, it's based on a short of the same name, I believe, yes, uh, what, Doug Sandberg or something like that? Something the, like that, yeah. The guy that wrote it, uh, and it starred his wife, who was, who was in the opening sequence of the feature. Oh, okay. Um, I know that. It didn't win any awards, but it got really heavy press and went viral. Well, uh, I knew about the short, and yeah, that's why I was kind yeah. of intrigued because the short is and he is got really good. yeah he got like tons of offers from agents, yeah. and they just moved out there. They said the heck with it, and, and all this stuff. Um, and it did really well. This one it was produced for about five million and made about one hundred and fifty million. It was great. Oh I mean, yeah, good. you know, good for him. And uh, who does it have? It has uh, what Maria Bella. Maria Bella was the, yeah. uh, the mother, and I don't. I didn't. Teresa rec- Palmer's the daughter. Okay. And some newcomer for the brother. for the boy, yeah. and uh, and basically, yeah, and basically what it is, uh, this family has been tortured by this entity. Yes, um, the mother is kind of everybody labels her as cuckoo. Yep, um, she, has, she was cuckoo because she was, and she has this friend, Diana. Yes. Uh, and a severe allergy to light. Yes. She has a very sensitive skin issue and yeah. obviously a disturbed individual. Oh, yeah. um, the daughter, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, yeah. is older. Uh, the boy is, you know, a kid. He's, you know, what, 10 maybe? Right, I don't right, know. Right. And, uh, you know, so they have different fathers. Yes. The opening sequence is the boy's father being killed. Yeah. And it's pretty solid. That is, uh, that's pretty solid. And uh, then we also find out that the uh, first father, Rebecca's father, left them. Yep. 
Uh, and of course, you know, there's plot behind that as well. Of course. Um, I don't want to. We don't need to really because we, we liked it, so yeah, we don't really yeah, need we to don't, dwell we don't on have it. To go through the plot, but it's um, a definite watch. But yeah, it's definitely I, worth it. I mean, and this is a good point. This one it was like an 80 minutes in yeah. and out, told its story, yeah. kept it simple, had a couple. You know, for me, I didn't like jump out of my skin at any point wow. or anything like that. But it was just good. It was it was thoughtful. The the bad guy is interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, the acting was okay, the script was good, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was well shot. Yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, if you're looking for, for something, yeah, I'll not, and, or just whenever, you know, it's not, I wouldn't even label it so it's much a Halloween, horror, right? I think it's more of like a thriller, Yeah, more like that. a thriller chiller, I guess, um, but I really liked it, and I definitely, I actually recommend... Uh, lights out. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Totally. So, uh, so that's it. So we're uh, we're heading into Buffalo. This is Minnesota number one. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. As always, get at us uh, at Upchuck Theater. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Podbean, UpchuckTheater.com is our Tumblr. Uh, we're also you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, right. and I believe even TuneIn Radio and uh, Google Play now. Yep. So we're out there. We just need people to listen. Please give us a like, give us a follow, comment, tell us what you'd like us to watch. Uh, you know, we want that interaction. That's important. Yeah. So do something, and uh, if you don't see us, we'll be eating eyeballs and uh, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, and uh, all right. I hope a mountain lion's waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wider.